0: Welcome to the FedHeads, a weekly podcast from GuideHouse. Join the FedHeads each week as Robert Shea and a celebrity guest host talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it.
1: Welcome to another episode of FedEd. This is episode 230, and I'm joined proudly once again by my friend Dave Winogren, CEO of ACTIAC.
0: It is great to be with you, Robert. What an auspicious occasion.
1: Are you enjoying this? I am loving this. Awesome. Great. We love it when they come back. Today, we're joined by Andrew McCabe, the director of the Risk Management Division in the Department of Energy's Loans Programs Office. An unheralded but enormous part of the government's mission is its loan portfolio. It loans money to support almost every facet of our society and economy. But the loan office we're going to talk about today is probably the coolest. And Andrew McCabe is making sure they stay out of trouble. Andrew, welcome for joining us.
2: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Give us your yeah. background. Before you dive too deep in, into the office, give us your background and how you
2: came to do what you do. Oh, sure. I've been with the Department of Energy actually two times in my career. The second round, I joined two and a half years ago as the Director of Risk Management and in the interim, I was at XM Bank for five years prior to that, working in their portfolio management division on distressed and recovery categorized assets. And then part one of my DOE career was before that, right as the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act had finished its first suite of loans in about 2011, I believe it was. And then prior to that, banking, both investment and project finance banking, both in the United States and overseas. Great.
1: Well, we're glad to have you back in government. Thanks. So tell us about the Loan Program Office.
2: So the Loan Program's Office is just one, as you pointed out, of, of a federal credit agency or office. And we're in office because the Department of Energy is the agency. And if we said we were an agency, they'd get mad at me, probably. But we're in office. We don't want that. We um, don't want that. They, they may not be listening anyway. So feel well, free. you never know. <laughs> For sure, we provide loan and loan guarantees that have the potential to accelerate the decarbonisation. Carbonization of the U.S. economy. We have an existing portfolio, about $18 billion, 22 loans. And the loans that are in that portfolio and the loans that we seek to have in our portfolio going forward are those that combine clean energy technologies with workable financial models, with commercial promise. Those receive a lot of attention from us. And we have five different programs. Shall I go into the five different programs? That'd be great. All right. One of the programs, Advanced Technology Vehicle Manufacturing Loan Program, at about $40 billion allocated to... To it, both existing and also going through the, In- the Inflation Reduction Act, which just passed. The Innovative Clean Energy Loan Guarantee Program, as it sounds. We used to call it Title 17, and not many people knew what that meant <laughs> outside of government. So Our listeners it's a mystery. Tribal Energy Loan Guarantee Program, the brand new Carbon Dioxide Transportation Infrastructure Finance and Innovation Program. We call it CIVIA, so we don't run out of breath while we pronounce uh, it out. And the Energy Inf- Infrastructure Reinvestment Program program, which is also new. So two new programs on top of our three existing programs. And it's really exciting times here because we have 98 active applications and over $100 billion in loans requested. Compare that to $18 billion existing portfolio and 22 loans existing in our portfolio. So we've got a a runway here that we risk management and others within Loan Programs Office are going to be contending with. I mentioned the Inflation Reduction Act. It's the largest single investment in climate and energy in American history. It's substantially increased the Loan Programs Office's existing lending authorities by over, we think about a $100 billion. And that's who we are in a nutshell.
0: Andrew, you know, there's got to be so much demand for this money. I mean, it's such an important topic, but it's not an uncontroversial topic. And so how do you help people move from the sort of risk avoidance mentality that often gets in the way of people making the investments that we need to make for the future and help them move to a more like managed risk sort of approach?
2: Right. Carefully, first of all. <laughs> I think that's the short answer, but you're looking for a longer answer. Of course, we are trying to provide a bridge to bankability. And what does that mean? And how does that differ from grants? Because we also have grant programs within the Department of Energy and other places in government. We try to identify those technologies that are going to be commercialized. If we make a loan and we get the money back, great, You know that makes sense. And of course, you, know, you risk rate these transactions much like a credit rating agency would. But we're looking for that multiplier effect. We're looking to ignite commercialization of of that particular technology. You take wind and solar, which were not very well known on the commercial sense or in the commercial scale 15 years ago, we helped bring that to the almost boring, boring part of its of its existence. It's very financeable, it's eminently financeable. You won't see Department of Energy, for example, doing plain vanilla uh, solar farms. It has to have an innovative component. So you asked the other part of your question was, well, how do we balance that out? And we have a concept called a reasonable prospect of repayment. And and the logical question is, well, Andrew, what's a what constitutes a reasonable prospect of repayment? And the answer there is it can vary, but we are in that space where a commercial bank is not going to be coming in and providing financing that's easily sustainable for this project at hand. But we're also trying to look for something that has a higher probability of repayment than a default and trying to stay well ahead of that. So well over 50%, I would say. But it really depends on the specific type of technology. And it's While it's a bit vague, we have the world's best engineers here, uh, energy engineers in, in our offices in D.C., but also in our 16 labs across the country. And we have, I think, a thing. We have an ability to look at technology and be able to understand what is most likely to have technological or some commercial uh, adaptability. And we also have applicants. I mean, a lot of what we do is driven by our applicants. So they're attracted by the size of the portfolio and the ability to get this funding that would complement equity raises. But we are allowing them to proceed based on our initial assessments by our engineers and by our bankers and by the best in the marketing. And we, we also contract out best and the brightest to get that technological acumen inside of the Department of Energy to judge which loans have a reasonable prospect of repayment.
0: You know, you live in a world that's got such a spotlight shined on you. I think like commercial investors would say they would love if one out of 10 investments pay off. It's almost the flip side. For you, if one doesn't pay off, that gets all the attention, and we forego the understanding about how much great success we got from the other ones. I've got to imagine there's a component of this about relentlessly communicating the value that you're getting out of these initiatives so that the one small problem doesn't drown out all the great successes.
2: Yes, that is something that's an inevitability in this business. And we will at some point make a loan going forward. That is a loss. We will have defaults. If we expected that we weren't going to have defaults, that would be a different type of business and would be well in the commercial space. But we're taking a chance on technologies and we are going to sing the successes and obviously take lessons, obviously not sing the the, the projects that didn't work out too well, but learn lessons from those projects as much as we can to apply going forward. We're a buy and hold shop. So our portfolio management division, which has, I think, close to 40 people in it now, are some of the best and brightest, but they've also been watching the portfolio mature. It's a very seasoned portfolio at this point because we haven't been as busy over the last 10 years making loans as we're about to be. But they've taken those lessons and now we're shaking them a little bit and saying, hey, here comes some more loans and we have a new risk management division as well. The second set of eyes that takes a look at these projects and scrutinizes them and making sure that all the risks that can be identified have been identified and risks that can be mitigated are mitigated. And then rating the transaction with the help of our uh, friends over at S&P and Moody's who provide project ratings as well for the specific transactions. We're by and a loan by loan, federal credit agency, as opposed to say a HUD or a Federal Housing Administration.
1: I love that you've complimented your colleagues as the world's best engineers. That's an incredible asset to have. Got to
0: support your engineers. You know,
1: what in the world does loan servicing look like for the kinds of loans you're administering? What is your compact, your relationship with your clients who are taking these risks themselves to try to implement these ambitious programs?
2: Sure, it starts at the front end with the cost of having to do what is absolutely necessary to get in through the door with respect to ratings. And so it costs over a million dollars, we think somewhere around $2 million to get all of the paperwork and get the independent engineer reports and basically the upfront costs of getting the loan in. So we don't have, it's not designed for a small business loan sort of format per se, not on the loan front. Now we have some other products and different ways of of lending money that we're looking at. So going forward into the future, we're, we're going to try to explore how to benefit it, you know all borrowers. But in terms of the compact with our existing borrowers and going forward, they know going in that we have a very robust portfolio management function. We have a risk management division that's looking over the shoulder of the portfolio management division. And it's the same credit risk officers that were on the origination side that are learning these projects. And so we're really partnering up with these borrowers and really invested in their success while also being vigilant to make sure that, that our state holders are, are satisfied with what we do. And, and it's not just us wanting to do this and it's altruistic and it's the right thing to do it, although it is. That's why a lot of us are, are in federal service to do this type of work, to make a difference. But the Office of Management and Budget. Shout out to OMB. Shout out to OMB. This, out we to love OMB. O-M-B. They, they, <laughs> it's the o- OMB Alumni um,
0: Association here. Yeah.
2: Oh, nice, nice. So, you know, our examiner looks at these loans and assures that we've come up with the correct credit subsidy calculation, the uh, right cash flows, and trend Treasury also has a responsibility on some of the programs, albeit not all of the programs, but they have to look over our shoulder and look to see what we're doing as well. So we have a lot of investigation and thoroughness in what we do and and checks and double checks, starting already within Loan Programs Office, with my office, because we have an Originations Office, we have a Portfolio Management Office, we have an Engineering Office, a Technical Department. We have another department within our Management and Operations Division, just again within our office, that handles a more traditional ERM side Mm -hmm. of risk management and human resources and budgeting. And so we're very much of a standalone office. And, and I think that some borrowers might be intimidated by all of that attention, but certainly the benefits are there. And we just do the best job we can and, and continue being vigilant and learning best practices as we go and learning from our past and, and learning going forward and being prepared though to take on the risks that are necessary to carry out the administration goals and the goals of our, uh, the mission of uh, the Loan Programs Office that, that continues on for, I I guess it's its 14th or 15th active year now. It's an incredible
1: mission and just want to let you know we're all counting on you. Thank you. One last question. The administration has asked agencies to focus their climate investment or a large portion of it on traditionally underserved communities. Can yeah. you can you talk about how that impacts your
2: portfolio? Well, the existing portfolio obviously is the existing portfolio, but we have been operating in a number of traditionally underserved communities in tr- uh, near near tribal areas. And we have programs that have been around that haven't been fully utilized that are designed to benefit those uh, certain segments of uh, of our country that are underserved, of our populace that are underserved. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is a big part of the administration goals. And some of our future products are hopefully designed to expand availability of things like DR-enabled appliances, appliances that can be uh, cycled on and off, battery storage to uh, communities that have been traditionally underserved. and expand renewable energy and energy efficiency to to all Americans. In terms of risk, we're balancing the risk of making loans in all instances with the uh, benefits. And we just continue on. We have folks on staff here that help us make sure that we're adhering to to laws that benefit all. We've been always following, I don't know how many uh, people online would know, uh, on the podcast would know, the Davis-Bacon Act. Most, if not all, of our projects are subject to that. So we're already kind of operating in that
0: space. Andrew, it has been fascinating to have this chance to talk with you. The work that you're doing is just so important to the future for all of us. So I'd like to, on my half, say thank you so much for being a part of the conversation to you and I'll turn it over to Robbie. Yeah,
1: Thanks for your service, yeah. Andrew. This was a great look under the hood of the loan program office over at DOE and good luck to you. Thanks again for your service.
2: Thank you. Thank you for the
1: opportunity.